What's up, Colin? What up? Hey. How's it going, man? Good. How are you doing? I'm all right. Hanging in there. Yeah. Um, how's the train going for you? Uh, it's been great. It's been great. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I've been hitting my stride the last couple of weeks. Body's feeling good. Ready to rip a nice 5K this weekend. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Having a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. I saw you ran recently. You did um, 420 mile, like end of January in Youngstown, right? And then you did more recently, you did the um, 823 and uh, 3K in Akron. Yeah, trying to get these marathoner legs moving. It's not. <laughs> yeah, try, trying to get faster on those lower distances. Yeah, exactly. A nice way to get fit, you know, just race into fitness. But yeah, just a little shock to the system, I suppose. Get the yeah. legs moving a bit and make the slower paces feel easier. That's that's a good idea. Yeah. Um. So you said you have this 5K coming up. Do you have any goals in mind for this race or? Yeah. Um. I mean, I think just a really good hard effort. I think is going to be the biggest thing for me. I haven't obviously raced a 5k in a really long time as well and thankfully having gone down in distance i feel like obviously you get to slow down just ever so slightly but mm-hmm. you know it still feels like a sprint to me yeah so, um yeah i think just trying to hang tough um you know through three or 4k and uh, i think somewhere in the low 14s would be a really really great day yeah oh yeah that'd be great what um what sort of competition will there be in this race you think it's going to be a quick one yeah, I think so. Um, it sounds like they're setting some guys up to run around 14, 15 or 14, 20. Um, okay. I think it'd be, you know, a good opportunity for me to mix it up with people like that. You know, I don't come in with a very strong PR uh, in terms of like the other people in the field right now. But, um, you know, I think I'm, I'm fit enough to, to mix it up with those guys and just see how fast we can go. Yeah. Um, you know, looking forward like what kind of what's your peak race that you kind of have in mind right now do you have a big one on the horizon yeah uh so the plan right now is this big build for the usa tf 15k championships Mm. um so that's kind of the really big focus right now and that's at the beginning of march uh so that'll be i think it's march 5th that's uh, Mm. on a saturday and then after that you know probably take a a down week just to kind of reset and get ready for some outdoor races. Um, and the end goal obviously being the marathon in the fall. So everything's kind of building towards obviously a really, really good marathon, but it's nice to race some fast stuff and feel fit and, you know, try and race some, some fast people on the way. Okay. Nice. Yeah. What's, do you have a marathon in mind for the fall or is that kind of just up in the air right now, since it's a ways down the line? It's a little bit in flux, I would say. I think the the lead candidate right now is Indianapolis. Um, But I had a really, really great time in Philadelphia. I thought it was a great course. Um, I have a lot of friends out there who really enjoy racing out there. And I had a great experience. That was my first marathon this past fall. So um, I would definitely go back. Um, But I think uh, Indianapolis would also be another really great opportunity. It's just going to be a matter of know what the setup is going to look like this fall and you know the timeline for what everyone else on the team at pittsburgh track club is going to be doing too okay yeah uh for the record colin balled out at the uh philly marathon last year ran a 220 in his debut uh it was a great race for you i know you weren't like fully happy about it but i mean we'll get into that in a bit but uh let's just take it back i kind of want to hear your origin story because i've heard bits and pieces like that you ran for michigan for some time and but I, I never really heard the full story. So like, when did it all begin? How'd you get into running? 
Yeah. Um, so it was my twin brother, Ethan, really, that got me into running. So uh, believe it or not, uh, chicken arms right here was uh, playing football in seventh grade. Oh, um, man, just like Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was the fall of seventh grade. And then my twin brother, Ethan, had run cross country that fall um, and was already having a lot of success. But he kind of recruited me to come out for the track team. Um, that spring. And then my parents being the very smart diplomats that they are came out to me uh, in the fall going into eighth grade. And they were like, you know what, Colin, you know, we want to support any passion that you have, uh, including football. Absolutely. Uh, but if you want, I think it would be great to like try a different sport, you know, obviously knowing that football was not going to be the answer for me and just see if you like it. And that way, if you get to freshman year of high school and you want to commit to football, great knowing full well that I was probably just going to stick out cross country. My parents were very smart and obviously still are, but <laughs> what'd you play for um, football? <laughs> I was a quarterback for about two weeks until You're a quarterback. Uh, okay. Yeah. Respect. I was, I was trash. Oh, <laughs> the pool is so small. Um, but That's yeah, awesome. I was a quarterback and I played corner on defense. So we played both sides of the ball. Wow. Okay. I mean, cornerback, that's no joke. That's a tough defensive position. So, you know, it was interesting. <laughs> anyway, uh, you could you continue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. So um, everything kind of really went well. I had you know a great support system at Dorseyville, uh, kind of our middle school. Um, guys named Pete Shiner and Matt Lapatka, who are still just legends um, in my book. They're just the kindest and most supportive coaches I think that any middle school program could possibly have. Uh, and it just set me up really, really well heading into freshman year of high school. Um, and I really wouldn't say I found myself at all until maybe I was a junior in high school. Um, mm, mm. So Ethan was having a bunch of success our freshman year. And I think he was, um, I think he was top eight or top, top five at Whitfields our freshman year in the 3200. Um, uh, uh, how much older is he than, than you? Just a minute. Just a minute. Just yeah, a minute. So, okay. Yeah, exactly okay. right. So it's All close. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. It was, it was really, really great for him. We were really stoked. Um, and he kind of caught the eye of uh, a coach in the area named John Wilkie, um, who had kind of recruited him uh, to continue running under him. Mm. Um, so Wilkie kind of invited me just to kind of come along for the ride, not really anticipating anything coming out of my career um but yeah just kind of kept working and you know by by the time senior year rolled around Ethan and I were neck and neck the entire time uh just competing with each other all the time and it was always very healthy competition but it was honestly just the most fun I've had racing um it was really really cool to get to race Ethan all the time yeah were you were you coached under John Wilkie you know after initially going with your brother Ethan yeah exactly so um it was our sophomore year that we kind of transitioned to working under Wilkie while still obviously running okay. for Fox Chapel. Right. So, um, okay. you know, our, our team at Fox Chapel did a great job of just kind of integrating uh, coach Wilkie into the program. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Ethan and I would do um, some more workouts with Wilkie's group, either out at North park or at North Hills or even Shaler. Um, some of the other tracks that we would venture out to every once in a while. But, um, yeah, it was just a nice opportunity to get some extra training um, and a little bit more guidance in our development as runners before heading off to college. 
Yeah. So were you kind of overseen mostly by him in your high school career or, or uh, were you also being coached, you know, under your Fox Chapel coach? Yeah. So it was, it was a mix of pretty much everybody in the program too. So uh, we had this guy uh, named uh, Tom Mole, who's just incredibly bright and has taken the program just so incredibly far. I think it was within two years of me and Ethan leaving, he had won a state title with the girls in cross country. Oh my um, gosh. Kind of using awesome. the same plan that Ethan and I were raised on. Mm. Um, so Coach Mole has done just an incredible job with their program. Um, but yeah, so it was a mix of working with Coach Mole and Coach Wilkie kind of simultaneously um, mm. and getting training from both of them. That was. Yeah. I feel like that's like not too common where you kind of have like two really good coaches working on you in high school. You're, you're absolutely right. I think it's really easy for personalities to clash. And I think with running, it seems like, you know, there's a few different camps of like, all right, this is how to do it. And I will die on this hill yeah. Um, yeah. If, if I have to. Um, so yeah, to get two people working together like that was, was really special. And I think it really paid dividends for my career and my twin brother Ethan's career too. Yeah. Uh, initially when Ethan said you should run in middle school, uh, did he see something in you like that you'd be a good runner? Like, were you quick on the on the field or did he just kind of think maybe because he was good that you'd be good <laughs> yeah I don't think so uh, honestly I think Ethan and I just really liked being around each other um mm. and me and Ethan are still obviously super super close uh we call each other literally every single day and usually multiple times a day um so I think it was just another opportunity for us to do things together um and we both really liked that idea um so yeah I think that was pretty much it mm. is he still running as well Ethan is still running, uh, not competitively, but he is okay. still really fit. Um, so he okay. moved out to Denver uh, mm. about, what was it, I guess three months ago now, four months ago. And goodness, he comes down from altitude. And I swear to God, he can just rip workouts <laughs> with me. So he's, he's doing really, really well. We did a, a K workout over Christmas break, and he was still doing 75% of the workout with me, which was just wow. amazing. Yeah. Did you... He didn't go to Denver for running, right? Or no, no, <laughs> he like yeah. he just wanted to live there, and then exactly okay. right. Yeah, <laughs> I figured as much, but I was just curious. While, while he was young, wanted to take advantage of it. So. Yeah, yeah. So, what were some of your biggest successes at, in Fox Chapel? I mean, I know you were pretty quick. Yeah, we we had a we had a really good thing going. I think um, I was very very fortunate to just land with some great coaches and a great support system. Um, but yeah, I was kind of following in my brother's footsteps for a while. Ethan had won a couple of Whippeal titles um, in on the track um, mm -hmm. our junior year. And then he went on to win the state outdoor 3,200 meter title. Um, and I think that was like obviously Ethan's huge break. Um, yeah. But I think I was just trying to like silently stalk behind him uh, <laughs> while all that was happening. Um, and um, I was really sad my senior year because Ethan unfortunately ended up having an Achilles injury. Um, so he couldn't come back and defend his outdoor title. Um, but it was still a decent season for me. So a senior year ended up winning cross country and the 3,200 meter titles um, for the Whitfield. Um, and I think I, I, I did okay at States. I remember being really disappointed in cross country. Mm -hmm. um, I think going in, the expectation was always, you know, we want to fight for the win. And I think I was maybe top five or top 10. And I honestly forget, but I remember being a little bit disappointed. So kind of carrying that weight into the outdoor season and just trying to run as fast as I can. Um, and I'd probably say breaking nine in the 3,200 was probably the biggest highlight of, 
of the career to cap it off. I think that was something that my coach had really wanted for his athletes his entire career. So to be able to do that with him, um, I think was was really special. That's that's an epic time, sub nine, yeah. especially in high school. I mean, that's not too that's not too common. And that's what's crazy, dude. I feel like it's getting more and more common. Oh school, yeah, like whenever, definitely. Whenever I was in high school, and probably even when you were in high school, still it wasn't terribly common. But I feel like hundreds of kids around the country are doing it now, especially out west. It's nuts. Yeah, well, why do you think that is? Just out of curiosity. I mean, there's so many theories. I feel everyone says something like, "Oh, it's the shoes. Like it's the new carbon fiber plated shoes." Other people just say like training has been modernized and it's kind of better than it used to be. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's really really tough. I I can't say it's all shoes. I I wish I could cop out and be like, oh yeah, it's just the shoes. No, I think I think people are just running really really well right now. Um, you know, Grant Fisher taking down like the American record. You know, I like all of this is great for the sport. Hundred percent. It's really really great. No matter how we're doing it, I think having Americans running yeah. this well right now yeah. has got to be good news for everybody no, no matter how we're doing it yeah we're doing awesome right now i mean yeah. things are looking up for us before we just used to get crushed but i feel like we're really making a statement this year yeah everyone's have, doing well to have a couple americans now under 13 minutes in the 5k is bananas like it's whack yeah I, and grant fisher apparently like he ran a 359 like did you hear what mo Ahmed said about him no what was that he said he said this kid ran a 359 off of soccer in a few 400s oh, yeah, in yeah, high school. I, that blows my mind. I had no idea. I mean, he's an incredible talent, but I just thought that was so funny. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like um, it's like Grant Fisher, people like Justin Knight, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard things about Justin Knight's training, especially before he was going to college. I mean, he was running like 25, 35 miles a week or something like that. I mean, just obviously there's a difference between some people and they're just god-given talent right yeah and you're just blessed with that that gift and then you throw some like really solid training on top of it yeah you're born to run fast at that point yeah what what would you give a for a ratio for yourself from talent to hard work (laughs) out of 100 (laughs) Uh, i I mean you're definitely talented you're definitely very talented i feel i feel incredibly lucky um i know plenty of people that work just as hard if not harder than i do um the, to put a number on it would be would be so tough but you know i feel like i work really really hard i feel like i work really really hard but i know that there's plenty of people that work infinitely harder than me so i i have to be very grateful for the position that i'm in to be able to keep competing and, and just to be healthy i think is quite a blessing yeah all right moving on from high school you know get back on this origin story what was your collegiate career like yeah, uh, it was interesting, to say the least. Yeah, so um, I think the biggest story heading into my freshman year of college was I was recruited by um, Alex Gibby, who's now kind of tearing it up in the Ivy League at Harvard. Um, he was now the head coach there um, and doing really, really well. But I was recruited by Alex Gibby to come to Michigan. Um, and both Ethan and I signed and committed to Michigan uh right with Gibby. Um, and I think the one thing that really impressed me about him was um, he came to my house. Uh, mm. Gibby came to my house and had dinner with my family. Like that kind of blew me away. Um, and awesome. I obviously I had a really, really great experience on my official visit. Um, I was staying with some guys on the team that are still really, really close friends of mine. Um, 
and I just fell in love with it. Um, but right as I was about to come in, in the fall of my freshman year, Coach Gibby was let go, and mm. a new coach um, and absolute running legend, Kevin Sullivan, was hired. Um, so there was this kind of two or three week period where all the guys in my class were kind of like, oh shoot, like what do we do? Is everyone going to stick this out? Are we just going to kind of do this? I mean, because I mean, you're going in blind at that point. Um, mm-hmm. And I think ultimately that was the downfall of, of everything for me. Um, but basically to summarize, I mean, I ended up kind of being injured the majority of my short collegiate career at Michigan. So I ended up running for about two years there and then going into my junior year, um, I had gone home for a weekend and it was just decision time. And I said, you know what, this isn't going to work out for me. Um, and I decided to leave the team. Um, and at that point, my brother had already left the team as well due to injury. You know, it was just kind of an unfortunate um, mm. kind of all coming together to produce this environment that wasn't perfect for my career or Ethan's career even. Yeah, do you think you guys were kind of like the guinea pigs for him, having just come into your program? Yeah, or... I mean, I, 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 not even guinea pigs. I think Coach Sullivan is extremely bright, um, and he has a very specific way of coaching. And mm. it was just a way that I didn't mesh with. You know, there's mm. I have absolutely no hard feelings um, with you know the team or anything. It just wasn't a fit. And you know, if I can offer any advice to anyone who's in the recruiting process, it's like that environment matters so much and you want to mesh with your team. But I think honestly, the most important thing that you understand going into college, if you're going to be running competitively is you have to have a good relationship with that coach. If you're not on the same page, then you're not going to have the career that you want because they're ultimately going to dictate what your life is like, how many miles a week you're running, what kind of workouts you're doing. And if that doesn't work for you, it's just a recipe for disaster. And you know what? That's just the learning experience that I had. Mm. How did you feel uh, you meshed well with um, Giddy? Or is his name Giddy? Alex Giddy, Giddy. you said? Yeah, hey, Giddy. Okay. Uh, with two Bs. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, it was it was kind of a continuation, honestly. It felt like of the training that I was doing in high school. Mm. Um, so relative to other, you know, probably high school programs, I would say that we were decently high mileage in high school. By the time we were in senior senior year, it was... You know, about 60 to 70 miles a week, um, which was a lot for me back then. Um, and Gibby was the exact same way. So he really prioritized strength um, in training um, and didn't focus quite as much on speed. Like that was definitely, you know, later on in the season, but it wasn't a huge focus where I feel like with Coach Sullivan, that was huge. Like power and speed um, was a really, really big part of his training. And you don't need to look any further than a workout like the Michigan. Are you familiar with that? Of that course. Workout? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've done it before. So, I mean, just absolutely ripping from the first rep and then, you know, building that strength, obviously, with those 2K repeats. But I mean, that was maybe two or three weeks into the season, we were ripping a Michigan. Wow. Like, yeah, it was tough. <laughs> That's was like really the one tough. I throw at the end. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or like halfway, I mean, you know? And, and dude, that works for some people. You know, like people like Mason Furlick, Ben Flanagan, they thrived under that. See, like you can't deny that it works. Just didn't work for me, you know? Yeah. So what do you feel you thrive under? I mean, I think I kind of got the answer from what you've already said yeah. to explicitly I'm, state. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm definitely, I feel like a strength-based runner. 
Um, I've never considered myself like a kicker or someone who has a bunch of speed, look no further than a 420 mile, you know, for me, like, I feel like someone who might be able to run, you know, a 220 marathon, I don't know what the equivalent race performance would be. But I mean, like, you'd think like sub 410 at the very yeah, least, yeah, you know, yeah. um, but I've never considered myself a speed guy. And I definitely pride myself on, um, you know, just being the strongest person in the field. Like I, I, I hope that by the time I get to marathons um, in the fall, that it's just kind of like metronome ticking the whole way. You know, you want to clock off five fifteens just for 20 miles. That's all you got to do. Um, and that's kind of tends to be my bread and butter. Okay. Interesting. So two years into your college career, you kind of find yourself deciding to no longer run with Michigan. Uh, what, what was next for you? Yeah, um, it was it was a really interesting next two years because ultimately, I mean, like it was mostly some time off and just to kind of be with myself. Um, I was super, super banged up um, when I left the team. Um, I would remember like walking upstairs and just it being the most painful experience ever. Mm. Um, right before I left the team, I have pictures of my Achilles. One of them was like this and the other one was like twice that size. And it was just, it was every like nick and bang you could have on every tendon and everything like that um i pretty much had so it was it was a solid like six months of really not doing anything at all before i could even step foot outside the door again um and at that point you know i was going through most of my junior year and in my senior year it was just kind of running for myself i knew i still wanted to run but i didn't know at that time, if I wanted to really compete and train really hard again, mm. um, without that support system, um, just having people around to you know push you. I mean, there's no environment quite like being on a team, and I'm sure you even can agree with that. Yeah, definitely. So, were you just coaching yourself at that point, or just kind of you weren't even like thinking much about it? You're just out there jogging around, and were you still doing workouts and stuff like that, and kind of guiding your training? Yeah, I was still trying to do some workouts. Um, and I don't, I don't even know what kind of like my goals were at that point. You know, I just, I wanted to keep in shape. Um, and there were some other guys that I was still rooting with that wanted to keep doing workouts as well that had left the team, you know, um, for, for different reasons. But um, I think ultimately, you know, by the time I was getting ready to graduate, um, I started looking at going to graduate school. And I mm -hmm. said, you know what? If I, if I can go to graduate school somewhere else, I'll use up my eligibility and I'll try and get in shape for that. So at that point, it was like, okay, got to get like 5K, 10K ready. Um, and then it was off to graduate school um, after that. And where did you go to graduate school? Yeah, so um, I was at the Citadel Military College in South Carolina. Hmm. Um, not a lot of people have heard about it. Um, and you might hear military college and go, whoa. That seems <laughs> intense. Uh, and for undergraduates, it is. Um, so there's a full military experience. You are, it's basically like a military academy. Um, but for graduate students, you are just entirely civilian. So I was going to school dressed like whatever I wanted, but the person sitting next to me was wearing a uniform. So it was very different. It was very, very different. But yeah, very enjoyable. Um, I met my coach, Aaron Leonard, there, and she's just an absolute legend. 
I love talking to coach Aaron and I still, you know, connect with her every once in a while, especially when I'm down in Charleston. Mm -hmm. Um, So my family actually moved to Charleston uh, back in 2016. So right when I was going into my junior year, they moved to Charleston just to find the sun and start thinking about retirement. Um, And that's why I went down there was to just be in state. I always thought, you know, I could save some money, just go in state for my master's. And um, yeah, that's what I ended up doing. Uh, I just lived at home. What'd you get your master's in? It was a master's in education. Yeah. Okay. So I was teaching high school biology right before I came here to CMU where I'm at now. Um, But yeah, that was the whole goal was to go down and get a teaching degree and thinking right after I graduated from the Citadel that I would start teaching right away and hopefully coaching. You know, that was always a really nice perk uh, and something that I really will always still want to do is coach. Mm. So are you working full time right now? You are, right? Or no? I am. Yeah. So I actually decided on more school, which was fun. So uh, (laughs) I'm getting uh, my PhD at Carnegie Mellon now. Um, working in a chemistry lab uh, and really enjoying it, uh, but it's a long road. So I'm, I'm locked in for probably at least another four and a half years. Uh, and I've already been here for a year and a half. So yeah, it's a long road. <laughs> so how's that been kind of balancing taking running pretty seriously at this point in time and, and also, you know, pursuing a PhD at Carnegie? Yeah, um, it's it's been a learning process for sure. Uh, that's one thing you could look back on my, uh, if you follow, you know, obviously you're on Strava, right? So um, there was about this two week period right before my half marathon this past fall where I like basically stopped running. I noticed uh, that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was like just the most hectic time of my kind of academic career at that point. So, you know, yeah, it, it ebbs and flows for sure. But I think I've found kind of stable ground at this point where I'm able to, you know, keep consistent with my mileage and my training and everything. But yeah, definitely a learning process, 100%. But finding, you, ra- you raced really well in the half, despite, you know, those two weeks where you were kind of yeah. in the stick of it. I was super scared. 65 was awesome. Yeah, I was super stoked with that race. Um, and I think having Alex Archer there, my teammate, mm-hmm. um, to push me, I think was absolutely huge. Um, but I was definitely nervous. So it was literally like the 14 days before that race, I ran, I think, a total of 40 miles. Uh, and up to that point, I was running 100 mile weeks. Right. Normally, so, you'd be at like 200 going through that race. Yeah, it was it was really nerve wracking. But yeah. thankfully, it just kind of worked out. And hey, maybe that's the new meta, right? You just hey, take down weeks. weeks off. Yeah. Down. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> hey, you were fresh. But, Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I think that really did make a difference. But yeah, man, the confidence was not at an all-time high right before that race. It mm. just kind of worked out. So were things going well though going into that race? You know, prior to those two weeks. Definitely. Yeah, I'd say okay. I probably had the most consistent month of training I'd ever had. Um, I think that month leading up to the two weeks that I had off right before the race, I had run like 395 miles or something like that, just like just under 400. So I'd never stacked weeks like that quite mm. that consistently, especially that high of mileage. Um, but yeah, you know, workouts were feeling pretty decent, you know, obviously some ups and downs as you know, it always happens, especially with high mileage programs, kind of like we're running here, but um, yeah, you know, obviously workouts went super great and the fitness was there. It was just a matter of getting out and ripping it. Yeah, and uh, you know, following that half, 
let's talk about Philly because that was an exciting race for you. And um, I know a lot of people are stoked for you on that one, including myself. Um, oh, you know, I, I know you got it up maybe, but, you know, could you take me through a big or a week of workouts for you? Like what, what was a big week for you leading into Philly that you kind of knew that you could run yeah. fast? Let me, uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, I think I have an extra tab. It's always fun to hear like the big weeks. Cause that just gives you so much confidence, like having uh, that big week. A hundred percent. Yeah. Things were feeling really, really good, uh, for a while there. Um, and I'm trying to find like something that's a little bit closer to the race too. Um, let's see here. Yeah. So like there was, there was a, a week from like October 25th to the 31st. And um, do you want me to share my screen? That's another thing that I can do. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. If you want to do that. Yeah. yeah that'd be cool. Let's see if I can do that. Yeah. Okay. I think I might have to. Oh, hold on a sec. I definitely got to yeah. allow you. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, I'll just make you a co-host. That seems to work. Okay. Word. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that should work. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Share my screen. See what's going on here. Look at this. This is awesome. All right, I'm just gonna pull this over here. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a look at this. Um, yeah, and you can see like this was one of those workouts where sometimes she goes, sometimes she don't. You know, I, I had like an okay workout, but um, I can remember not feeling perfect for this one. Um, we had done some 1600 meter repeats, um, but I can remember being super, super tired at this point. Um, oh, and then being able to bounce back, you know, later in the week, I definitely prided myself on like the long run workouts. Uh, I really, really enjoyed these types of workouts because it was just, you know, that slow burn. Yeah. I felt yeah. like I had kind of mastered at that point. Um, but yeah, this was probably the big workout right before Philly that I was super stoked about. We ended up doing five loops on the lake, which is just too many loops on the lake it's a lot it's a lot of loops <laughs> yeah um we had a bunch of people come out for it um so it broke it up really nicely but we did 10 easy and then 10 kind of close to the marathon pace that i was looking for uh and then another five easy after that so ended up being a okay. really big day and um, even the easies were not slow like i can tell just looking at this that you were going like six <laughs> very low six pace like yeah, yeah just looking at the easy, miles like easy to rip around the lake <laughs> thankfully yeah and i love the lake been, man yeah it's a it's a great place to train anyone that's like from out of pittsburgh if you were ever coming to this area and needed a good oh, workout yeah. north park lake 100 percent. that's gotta yeah. be the place to go it's perfect just some undulation but like not crazy you know not a crazy amount of elevation it's I mean, perfect race simulation especially for a marathon it's not going to be perfectly oh, flat yeah. right and force oh, you yeah, to work yeah. over some hills which is nice yeah you know even leading into that workout like what was that a big mileage week for you? I'm assuming it was as it was kind of one of those peak weeks. You did 95. So, I mean, yeah, that one was a 95. Um, and yeah, let's see. Cause there's the, the marathons up there, but you can yeah, see like, yeah, the rate, the week before that, um, I was only running 63. I ran 60 miles this week. Uh-huh. Uh, and this was the really, really down week. <laughs> kind of after All the titles. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so this was right before the half marathon that I'd run before mm. Philly. Um, and just a little tiny workout with Alex um, in the morning, um, the week of the race. And that was pretty much all I felt like I needed. A um, couple cycles through 3-2-1, just right at half marathon pace and kind of working down. Um, 
right along the uh, South Side Trail, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and it ended up going really, really well, but that was pretty much all the confidence that I needed um, just going into Project 13.1 up in New York. Um, and I was just really, really stoked about this race. Um, that was an awesome race, man. I mean, it, you guys balled out. Fun. You and Alex went went off. Yeah. Thanks. What did he end up running? Well, you guys were right with each other, kind of, right? Yeah. He, he ended up just out kicking me. So he ran just like a second faster than I did. Um, oh, man. 65, 18. So, but yeah, it was, it was just an <laughs> awesome day. Um, and I, I have to thank Alex again for taking it out as hard as he did because he, he fought really, really hard in the beginning. And I felt like I was kind of asleep for the first probably like five or six miles just trying to play catch up. But I felt like I went out relatively conservatively and then just started to try and claw my way back um just ended up going really really well did you kind of even split or you kind of end up uh negative splitting or um yeah i think it was relatively even you know there was one mile right around here that that was a little bit slower but i feel like we we just kind of kept clicking them off um we had about two or three people in our pack pretty much the entire race uh right up until the last probably like three miles um and alex and i were able to put on a couple good surges to just break it down to about us two and one other guy uh and it turns out the one other guy was a 150 half marathon not half marathon um 800 meter runner and i was like wow absolutely no shot yeah. <laughs> absolutely no shot if he's near you at the end yeah that, that <laughs> hit hard um and he did so yeah he beat both of us <laughs> wow hey man you've run a two minute 800 right <laughs> yeah um i, I saw that on mile split there a lot of the splits were seemed way wrong but like that one seemed right Oh God, that's tough. I've never broken um, two minutes in an eight hundred. Oh, you were close too. You ran two sixty two. Yeah, in Kentucky. uh, Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was bad. I still need to do that. Get that monkey off my back. Finally, Um, I just have no speed in the legs whatsoever. Um, But yeah, then it was uh, back up to Philly, um, and this was probably the big highlight. Oh yeah, show us this, man. Everyone wants to see this. yeah, it was it was an awesome, awesome course, um, especially for like a first marathon. I think it was very forgiving. Um, but the last probably, I'd say probably ten to fifteen k, we're kind of over these like kind of rolling hills and a net uphill on the way out, all the way up to Maniunk, where this kind of turnaround was, and mm. then it was a ten k back. Um, to the finish line and that's where I felt like I just got gobbled up um, okay and I think that's probably where the experience is going to come from next time if I was ever to run Philly again I think I'd approach it probably a little bit differently but um, mm-hmm. yeah I just got gobbled up and um, ended up just barely hanging on for 220 uh, so I was really really stoked with the race overall but you know you still wish you could get those you know 13 seconds back and just break another mm. barrier and yeah I think that was the only kind of stinging part for me just being so close yeah 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 i mean like just going through the whole race like from the beginning to end you know could you do that like like do you remember it was it vivid in your mind or is it kind of you know if you ask me to talk about individual miles it would be really really hard no nah, i don't <laughs> not, not like that yeah i could i could definitely talk about just like trends throughout the race um because i can remember like the first like three to four miles i remember people just getting out super super hot um and i don't think that's uncommon for a big city marathon um one thing that 
my coach, Uris now, um, Uris Alinkis, uh, talked about in all these big city races is there's going to be this pack that goes out and runs, you know, 215 pace for the first 10 miles. And about half of them are going to drop out of the race. And I was like, it's how it goes every year for some reason. Yeah. That I, and I just looked at him and I was like, no way. Like that seems like ridiculous <laughs> that that many people would try that. And that's exactly what happened. Like, I think there were probably 20 guys in front of me through 15 K 20 K. Um, and all of them just ended up stepping off the course at some point. Um, which I thought was another really interesting kind of learning experience for the marathon was it's almost just an attrition battle. And like, mm. if you can just outlast other people, you're going to end up placing well. Um, but yeah, I remember it getting out really hot and just trying to stay conservative. And sure enough, people started coming back. Um, and then I started working with some guy from Boulder, this guy named Lyle, um, mm. who ended up being just like a really, really great guy. Uh, and we ran through just basically, I think it was like 15 or 16 miles together. Um, and Lyle ended up having a great race. I think he ended up running like 219. Um, and right around 18 miles is when I felt like my legs were just dead. I couldn't lift them anymore. Um, and it was strange because it wasn't like a super painful kick like feel, you know, like at the end of a 3K or a 5K, you're like, I want this to end so bad. It was just like a deep ache. Like mm. everything was just harder to do. It was kind of like you're running through syrup or something. Um, and yeah, last 10K, it was just kind of about holding on and just seeing what I could do over the last uh, couple of miles. But yeah, that's kind of yeah. the end result of what it ended up being. Mm. What did you do nutrition-wise? Do you have like Morton's or you do like a little drink or? Yeah, um, I ended up choosing Morton's for, for my race, which actually kind of surprised me. I didn't think that I was going to be able to tolerate it at all. Um, mm. But that was what ended up working for me. And instead of mixing it with water, because my first workout, I ended up just trying Morton with water, immediately puked. Could not do it. Really? Oh, my um, gosh but I tried it with Powerade. Um, so I mixed it with something else and that ended up making it so much more tolerable. Um, yeah. So I could get down a lot more volume and obviously fuel myself pretty well. So it was like a mix of Powerade, water, and Morton that I was taking in about two to 300 mils yeah. um, every five or six miles. And that's okay. working perfectly. Yeah, did you, was that kind of a fine tuning process during your, your your training block just to nail that down? Were you kind of doing that uh, in your big workouts leading into the marathon, practicing yeah. your nutrition? Yeah, I think that's one thing that, you know, we tried to emphasize a good bit was just getting the body ready to take in that much liquid, especially um, while you're running fast. I think it's good to practice, but um, yeah, definitely a couple of those big long run workouts where we're trying to do a good bit of race simulation. Um, we practice with, with fluids and our coach would kind of hand out bottles or they'd set up a table and we just kind of grab them as we went. Um, and it ended up working out great. So we found out what we liked and what we could tolerate and then we just took it with us into the race. Yeah. Um, so what'd you do after the race? You know, did you treat yourself to anything nice? Oh, dude, I'm trying to think. I mean, I was in Philadelphia with uh, my girlfriend's family. Um, oh, nice. Obviously my girlfriend. So that was super, super yeah. fun. We all got to go out to dinner, which yeah. was great. Yeah. But um Honestly, I was really, really looking forward to just spending time with them uh, and then getting my body some rest because moving after that was mm. a struggle. It was so bad. Um, 
I can remember getting to the tent after finishing the race and sitting down in a chair. And the moment I sat down, I was like, not getting up. <laughs> not going to happen. Um, which was scary. But yeah, the next yeah. couple of probably like 10 days, I was having trouble getting out of my apartment because my legs were not working. It was tough. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but like maybe this is just me personally. But I always feel like, oh, I'm gonna have so much fun after my marathon. It's gonna be so great. It's gonna be great. And then I finish. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's terrible. I just feel like trash the whole day. Like, I mean, <laughs> you just think you're gonna have like, so much fun. Yeah, it rarely <laughs> happens. And I feel like I should have learned my lesson. You know, you've have you run a 10k on the track before too? I want to to suffer yeah. a little bit. You know, I yeah, done yet. you know, you gotta do it. <laughs> but I mean, I'd, I'd run a 10 K on the track before. And I can remember being like pretty messed up for like three days. You know, I don't know why I thought, yeah, I'll run the marathon. It'll be fine. No, yeah, it'll be fine. Just <laughs> solid two weeks before I felt kind of normal again. That's nuts. Did you have any like nice, uh, you have a nice dinner after your marathon? You know, you have any dessert, you know? Yeah. 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 I, that's one thing I do not shy away from. I love dessert. It's oh, definitely yeah. my favorite thing, but my, uh, <laughs> my girlfriend's family's favorite restaurant is Carrabba's. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this, uh, not personally chain, uh, but it's like an Italian kind of restaurant chain. They have great food. Uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, Carrabba's was the move. Um, got plenty of food. That was really, really fun. Um, yeah. And just hanging out with them, but I really, really enjoyed that. And my advice for sure is ice cream. Mm -hmm. um i i love ice cream and sarah and i my girlfriend often go and get dq all the time like that oh dairy queen's the best what do you get blizzard uh, i'm a blizzard 100 oh yeah. the blizzards are so good that's which one specifically see i i can kind of go rogue sometimes um, okay okay i, I kind of mix it up every once in a while but i'm a big fan of reese's um yeah. snickers and m&ms i think those okay. three kind of on a steady rotation yeah that's all you would need up. Yeah. And then Brewster's in Pittsburgh is kind oh, of like yeah. my big thing too. Um, so I don't, I don't really have a DQ around here. I don't think. Um, so it's usually Brewster's when I'm in yeah. Pittsburgh, but if I'm on the road, DQ is usually most places. Brewster's is great. Honestly, it's good stuff. It, it's yeah. It's good. They like closed in my hometown, like when I was younger and it was, it was tragic. I mean, That's I was, devastating. I was, it was devastating, man. Like I used to get like, they're like, Man, I don't know if they called it a smoothie, but it was basically a milkshake. Like, <laughs> I don't know why they called it. It was they called it a smoothie, but it it was just. If it a milkshake. tastes good, man. That's it all was, matters. It was awesome. It's like if you try to get a smoothie That's at like it. McDonald's, it's just like a hundred grams of sugar. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's why you're doing it, honestly. Yeah, but exactly. at least the ice cream machine isn't broken at Brewsters all the time. You know, you can at least guarantee that you'll get ice cream. Yeah, McDonald's around <laughs> Pittsburgh's aren't great, man. Shots they're not fired. they're not reliable. No, valid shots fired. Agreed. <laughs> um, okay. You said you're you're coaching a Urist right now, you know. T tell me about that a little bit. Like, uh, how did that kind of start up and uh, you know, getting on getting into Pittsburgh Track Club? Kind of what was that? Yeah, um, so right when I got here to Pittsburgh, um I was just kind of training by myself um, and obviously knew that there were runners in the area um, that were kind of doing stuff. But Uris had kind of come up to me uh, around February of last year and was pitching this idea of the Pittsburgh Track Club to me. And obviously it didn't take a lot of convincing at all. He was just like, yeah, we just want to get together a bunch of um, 
runners in the Pittsburgh area to try and rip some fast races and get a name for ourselves. So um, yeah, Eurus started the program and uh, we've been growing pretty much ever, ever since. We had a really great first summer. Um, so we'd have people come out to, you know, just kind of easy runs and then more and more people were showing up to workouts and stuff like that. So um, yeah, definitely growing as a club, but we're celebrating our one year this week on Wednesday. So yeah, I guess the official birthday of the Pittsburgh Track Club is like the 16th or the 17th. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, celebrating yeah. one year this year, which is really fun. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, how, how do you like, how have you liked uh, being coached under Uris? Uh, has he kind of uh, meshed well with you, you know, in terms of your training styles? and Or how involved is, is he in, in your training as well? Yeah, um, so Uris obviously comes with a lot of experience. So he hit the Olympic trials standard uh, back in 2020, no, 2016. In mm-hmm. 2020, mm-hmm. it was only two years ago. Good Lord. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back in 2016, he hit, hit the OTQ. So I think just trusting him, um, and having the experience that he had, uh, getting his fitness to where it was, I think was pretty much all the convincing that I needed. Um, and ultimately like Uris was coached under the same kind of high school coach that I was. So we were brought up in very, very similar ways. So John Wilkie was the head coach at North Hills high school. Um, and by the time I was coming into high school, John Wilkie was retiring from North Hills officially and just becoming kind of this private coach that um, was coaching athletes in Western Pennsylvania. Um, so honestly, I feel like Uris's training was very, very similar to the training that I had been kind of writing for myself and had up until uh, I started working with Pittsburgh Track Club. But, you know, he's been one of the most responsive coaches I've ever worked with. You know, he's obviously um, come into every workout as a part and founder of the Pittsburgh track club and writing up workouts for us, but, you know, always checking in, making sure we're feeling okay and adjusting workouts if needed. Um, but yeah, it's been honestly a match made in heaven. I think we could have asked for a better coach and, and founder for the club. Yeah. So would you say like one of your favorite parts of being coached under him is kind of just the fact that he kind of came under the same person as you, like John Wilkie. Um, yeah. Definitely. A hundred percent. I think, I think that makes a really big difference. You know, I think we both think uh, of our workouts and the training in very similar ways. So it's not hard Mm -hmm. for us to bounce ideas off of each other. You know, um, if he writes up a workout or if I come up with a workout, you know, what we would come up with for each of us would be relatively similar. Right. And then it's just, you know, minor flares of personality that would, you know, make one adjustment here or there that would make the difference between the two of us. But yeah. yeah so there's a little bit of like compromising that sometimes maybe takes place where you are bouncing ideas and you kind of come to something in the middle or. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would definitely have to say Uris is still the brains behind this entire organization. hundred percent. He's been a very fearless leader through this whole thing, but um, yeah, no, definitely. I think there's a lot of good chemistry on the team, even between um myself and Uris and then my other teammates as well, Alex, um, Nick Wolk, um, both guys I feel like are thriving a lot under you know, the kind of coaching that Uris is providing. So, um, yeah, we're happy with the results. So we're just going to continue working with what we got. Yeah. So where do you, you know, where do you see yourself? This is kind of one of those classic interview questions, but where do you see yourself like five, 10 years down the line? Do you see yourself kind of 
you know, I mean, obviously you still got, you got to get your PhD. So you're going to be sticking around for some time, but you know, do you plan to stick with PTC and uh, you know, in terms of, you know, big racing goals or dreams that you have, I, you, do you want an Olympic, you want to go to the Olympic trials, right? That's one of the things, but yeah. What kind of, what do you have on, on that horizon? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the, the goals are constantly evolving. Um, you know, I think one thing that I'm really thankful for the Pittsburgh track club is kind of really realizing what that ceiling is going to be. Um, and I still don't know where it is. Um, but it's, it's really easy when you're working with a bunch of like-minded guys that all really, really want to try hard in their training and give everything that they have to start pushing that ceiling higher and higher and higher. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously the first thing that our team is set out, what the Pittsburgh track club is built for is, is heading to the Olympic trials in 2024. Um, so, you know, just to have that box checked, um, hopefully this fall, I think would be a really, really okay. great goal for all of yeah. us. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, seeing what we can do because we're not going to limit ourselves there. Um, you know, I think if you would have asked me a year ago or maybe even two years ago, like, Hey, would you hang it up after you hit the OTQ? Like mm. I might've said, yeah, like that's, mm. that's the, where I'd be happy retiring. Um, and obviously I'd still compete. Right. But, mm. um, at this point, I think it's, it's really easy for me to talk to Uris or talk to Alex or talk to Nick and be like, why not go and try and mix it up? Right. Like actually go to the trials and, and try and compete. Um, you know, I think, I think it would be uh, a great thing to try and you know, become, uh, come in one of the top hundred or, um, you know, just, just race well at the trials. I think that would be a great goal. Not just be happy to be there. Yeah. And it's in, uh, Paris, right. Or no, oh, no, that's, that's where the actual Olympics is taking place. I think, yeah. I don't know where they live. I don't even know if they said anything on the Olympic trials yet. For I don't think they've set a venue for yeah. the, the U S trials now, but yeah, yeah. Paris hundred percent for the Olympics. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you said you, you are training with your main partners are Alex Archer, right. And Nick Wolk. Yeah. Cool. Um, you know, how do you guys kind of compliment each other in training? Where do you kind of get your ass busted? And uh, on the contrary, where do you kind of, you know, you're, you know, leading the charge? Yeah. Um, I, I'm very thankful, um, for my position on the team. Um, I've always thought it would be too intimidating and too scary to be the best guy on the team. Um, yeah, honestly, if I had to rank myself out of the, the three guys that are competing right now with Alex and Nick, I'd say on the bottom, 100%. Like, and, and I honestly, I like being in that position um, because it's it's a lot easier to just say, okay, I just have to hang on, right? Um, and, you know, I, I take my turn and try and lead some reps every, every once in a while. But I think one thing that Alex Archer does so well is he's just so strong. Um, you know, tempo workouts, he can just click them off and just carry us up hills like it's bananas to watch him work um and then nick wolk um i mean he's he's cracking on a sub four mile at some point here soon um, so he's got a ton of speed so whenever it comes to um, those types of workouts where we have to get moving we can rely on nick to really pull us through um mm. and you know what if i if i had to pick where i am on the spectrum of those two i'm at least in between them i feel like i might have a little bit more speed than Alex. Sorry, Alex. Um, <laughs> um, but um, he's definitely stronger than I am. Um, yeah. And you know, Nick, I think is he's he's as close to I mean the class of our country 
um, oh, as yeah. it gets. I think he's just an insane, insane talent. And, um, you know, he's just both that deadly mix of insanely strong and just insanely quick. He's just not someone mm-hmm. you want to be around with three to go. Is he do- he's doing the mile next week? Is that- I think that's the plan, yeah. Okay. So he'll, he'll do the mile. And, um, he's thinking about pacing us for the 5K as well. Pacing for on. you guys for the fight. You and Alex? Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. nice. Are you and you and Alex have similar goals for that as well? I know you said you wanted low fourteen, but I'm assuming he probably wants the same. Exactly right. Um, yeah. yeah, he's going to be aiming for that. This will be his track opener. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're really stoked to see what he can do. Um, and honestly, anywhere in the vicinity of the low fourteens would be a huge day for either of us. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're stoked. Um, cool. Uh, let's, I'll get into some more general questions here, and then we'll just kind of close it out with some more fun questions. But um, first of all, do you listen to music or podcasts while you're on? No, actually, I usually don't. Um, I am strictly a hear the sounds of nature and the pitter-patter of my feet kind of guy. Um, and that's nothing against people that like to listen to music while they run. Um, I think that's totally fine. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, what I've always done and I, I really like the quiet that you know, going out for my run does bring. It's a nice chance mm. to get away from my phone and because uh, I'm usually staring at a computer screen all day anyways. Um, so being able to turn off like that is something that I really, really value. I agree. Uh, you know, what, are, what, are, what kind of meals do you have pre and post race? You kind of, Dude. It's kind of always important. I know I never, I feel like I haven't figured it out yet myself. No. Yeah. I, <laughs> I go back and forth all the time and I'm definitely someone who tries not to be too ritualistic um, with pre-race, especially. Um, I think for me and my personality, if I got into that kind of stuff, I would just be like way too nervous and it would be so mm-hmm. much nervous mm-hmm. energy. It's like, Oh man, if I miss that one thing, I'm supposed to have a bagel 35 minutes before I race. Like I would just be a nervous wreck. Um, yeah. So I try and just do whatever I'm feeling. Honestly, what's crazy, I've had pizza the night before, like really big workouts recently, and it's worked out incredibly well. So, <laughs> Pizza's I mean, good. I mean, it checks the boxes. Like, you get your yeah. carbs, you get, I mean, I don't know. Seems fine to me. Dense. Yeah, honestly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had pizza last night and I balled out. I had a good workout today. So, you know, it's- I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> great. So, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter, I guess. I, I agree. Sometimes you, if you think about it too much, it just starts to worry you a little bit. I think that's the truth. Yeah, I think you just got to hang loose with it and just do what feels right for your body at the time. Um, there's some things that I like probably would stay away from, obviously, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. yeah, honestly, you, you check all the boxes of get some carbs, get some good sleep. I think you're going to be just fine for a race. Okay. Yeah. How many, how many nights a week do you have ice cream? Oh, gosh. I usually have some kind of dessert, like, most nights <laughs> like, yeah me yeah. as well 100 <laughs> percent. yeah i mean i want to lie about it yeah no i i do not shy away from that kind of stuff yeah yeah so this call will probably be grabbing an ice cream uh ice cream sandwich <laughs> I'm, jealous. I'm jealous i still have to hit my run but there will be something sweet at some point later in the evening <laughs> you're running after this yeah i do oh, yeah it's been I, a busy day here at the wow lab, but, not yeah. a double just your first run of the day yeah first run it'll be an easy one probably just an hour just oh man now day. i feel bad <laughs> oh no no, no that's perfect uh okay what is you know what's your favorite workout and on the contrary your most hated workout oh, God, this is so tough i should have been able to anticipate this type of question <laughs> um, everyone wants to know i want to know yeah um 
some of my favorite types of workouts are like a good mix of speed and strength. Um, I found for me that starting a really long tempo effort with some fast stuff, you know, like some 200 or 300 meter hills or even just some hard sprints um, is a really great way to get my body going. Um, and I think it's just that kind of mental exercise of saying, oh, I have to run fast and now I get to slow down. Um, that kind of takes the shock out of the system first like five minutes of that tempo that you might be really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, so I've really, really enjoyed those types of workouts and then coming back after, you know, like four miles or five miles of tempo effort and then doing some 400s afterwards. I think that's like probably okay. a really, really great workout. When you say tempo, do you, what do you mean by that? Cause I, I've heard that used in many different ways. Like for, is tempo for you like threshold, like that hour effort kind of thing, or is it yeah. like, okay. Okay. That's exactly right. So definitely yeah. a little bit faster than my marathon pace. Um, yeah. But yeah, probably even closer to half marathon pace for me. Okay. Um, yeah. So like, would, would that be like 455 for you? 450? Yeah, getting to right around like five flat for me right now okay. is kind okay. of my comfort zone. Um, yeah. This is something Alex and I go back and forth all the time about. It's like our ability to tempo at actual half marathon pace, we can't do it. <laughs> I have no idea why. Um, that's probably just like a mental hump that I have to get over. But um, yeah, I'm usually like a couple seconds short of my half marathon pace for tempos. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So your tempo is a little bit slower than your half pace. Yeah, exactly right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. What on the? I guess on the other hand, what's what do you hate the most? You know, um, straight tempos. <laughs> straight tempos. Yeah. I think really? Probably the toughest. So yeah. your favorite is tempos with speed and your most hated is just tempos. Straight up tempos. Yeah. If I ever had to do just like a six or an eight mile tempo, like that would be okay. something I'd look at it on the, on the list, like of upcoming workouts and I'd be like, yeah. oh, that's it. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I feel like one thing that I really appreciate about PPC too is I think we can build each other's confidence really, really well. So there's really not a whole lot of workouts that I feel like either any of us are really afraid of at this point. Mm, like mm. we might, we might go, Oh, it's going to be hard, but it's all workouts that we look like. All right. We're going to rip this hundred percent. Like no problem. It's going to suck, but we're going to do it. Okay. Gotcha. So when you do the tempos and the speed, your tempos are shorter, obviously, right? Cause you're adding speed at the end. So you do maybe, yeah. maybe you would maybe do a 25 minute tempo and then throw the speed on instead of like a 45 to an hour tempo. Yeah, exactly right. If we're going to yeah. do any kind of speed afterwards, generally we'll, we'll either break up the tempo and we might do some K's or just repeat miles even, mm -hmm. um, or just probably like 20 or 25 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Do you ever do like double threshold days? Just out of curiosity. I have never done that. Um, I've always wanted to do it. <laughs> it seems like a really interesting experiment. Um, yeah. I just know based on how I feel after those types of days, like my body just kind of needs the rest, like mm -hmm. a good double usually a really good thing for me um so i'll typically double on workout days uh but do you think that helps with your recovery doing a double like after your for, workout later for in the me day? it does for me it definitely mm. does uh, mm. and i think that's again just a product of the high mileage i think i just respond really well to that um and some people don't which is totally mm. fine um i know some some people that just like to work out and then just let the body rest i totally respect that but um, I think as long as you're prioritizing sleep while you're doing that kind of stuff, uh, doubling anytime like that, yeah, it should be a good thing for you. Okay. So speaking of recovery outside of 
your doubles and, you know, obviously, like you said, sleep, which is always the most important thing. You know, yeah. Are there any other things you, you use to help you recover in terms of like nutrition or like gear or, you know? Yeah. Um, I've really tried to focus on nutrition the last probably like two years and knock on wood, like I haven't had a serious injury since um, really I was in college, um, mm. thankfully. And I think a lot of that has to do with just really taking seriously what I'm eating every single day. Um, and it's not like at all worrying about what I'm eating. It's just how much of it I'm eating. Um, because I was realizing I just wasn't getting enough. Uh, so I think a lot of protein has been like a really big difference for me. Um, and then prioritizing sleep, um, I think has been really, really big as well. Um, but I guess one thing that might be like gear related, I bought myself a pair of UFOs. Have you ever? UFOs? Yeah. The UFO slides. Yeah. yeah they're quite yeah. nice. Aren't they? I love those. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're super, super great. Um, I wear those around the house yeah. exclusively. So, Oh yeah. I really enjoy that. I got to recommend Decker's X lab for like walking around campus and stuff. Like, oh, okay. you gotta check them out. I mean, they're like, they have like pretty stylish boots, uh, and yeah, I mean, I would recommend this isn't a sellout. I just, they're great. I use them for recovery. Like That's and nice. obviously if Deckers wants to sponsor me, I mean, by all means, but they are yes. nice. I will say you Do should it. definitely check them out. If like, I don't know, maybe you already have comfy shoes. You walk around campus on and stuff, but I, or maybe I you're not walking around like, campus right now. I mean, <laughs> I do wear orthotics in my feet. So it's like the big thing for me is like arch support. So do, do okay. those shoes actually like have like built in arch support? Is that kind of the idea behind it? They're just, they just have a like a triple density, like three different foams under the foot, like uh, okay. kind of supposed to like I don't know. Like, it's all explained on the site. I I got them for Christmas and they're great. I mean, I just lo- I love them. But absolutely, I yeah. think you're right. you could probably slip your orthotics in there. I mean, they just the sole is nice though because it's got like like fur in it, so it's like nice oh, and warm you. in there. Yeah. Like <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, what's your favorite race distance, and then you know most hated. Or your least favorite, uh, I suppose. Goodness. Um, I got to guess gotta, half or full, right? Oh, 100% at this yeah. point. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for the day I start having to do ultras because I realized that you know, the longer, the better for me, I found. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just as I discovered the longer events, it's just keep pushing up the distance. Um, but yeah, definitely half marathon marathon now is where I've kind of found my mojo. I really enjoy those distances, but um, and I still really enjoy getting on the track. I think that's one thing that I've, found in the last couple of months while we've been racing indoor i love racing on the track i think it's mm-hmm. a lot of fun um but yeah those shorter distances man they they kill me they're really really tough and i found that i just get super uncomfortable super quick in a mile you know it's 400 meters in and i'm like <laughs> my chest is on fire i feel like i lost my legs about 100 meters back on the last turn <laughs> so yeah they're tough that's a tough feeling when you get like quarter way through a fast race and you're already hurting. That was yeah. how I felt my three K this last week. I, it was not, not good. I got like it's 600 tough, and I was man. like, man, I feel like trash. Yeah. <laughs> it just feels like a dead sprint to me now. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of rewiring the brain to run fast again, run, run fast. Yeah. Yeah. And then hopefully big gains after that. Amen. I think that's, that's the whole idea, right? Get to yeah. slow down. Yeah. It's easy. Make the, make your uh, fastest pace you know, the change, the Delta in between your slowest and your fastest bigger. I've been reading this like running book. And like one of the guys was, that was, he was all about that. Like he would do these really fast 200s, but he was training for a marathon. 
it would just i don't know kind of crazy might be something to it man <laughs> yeah man i think i think there is definitely um okay uh let's see let's see let's see you know running shoe rotation i'm kind of a running shoe nerd so i was just curious do you kind of do you always work out in the super shoes uh so i've recently been doing my workouts in next percents um and i've really really enjoyed that um so not the alpha flies not the alpha flies no not recently um i've kind of saved those for racing now and um right before the philly marathon i had a couple workouts where i wore them just to break them in because i'd never worn them before um but yeah generally my philosophy too is like train heavy race light um so once you know that you can operate in a shoe really well like i probably won't ever wear alpha flies ever again until i race next um because i know they work so um i'll try and train a little bit heavier um and even the next percents they're pretty light um but they're still heavier than the alpha flies and when i can i'll just wear pegs i'll just wear pegs oh okay yeah yeah all right so maybe for the big sessions you'll whip out the next percents in the future but otherwise you'll stick to your pegs yeah try and try and train heavy and then uh just get used to carrying that weight with you make Mm -hmm. it a little bit stronger and then ready to rip on the uh the harder workouts and then the races for sure feel yeah. a little bit lighter i like that yeah. um okay let's see i'll ask a few more and then we'll just go into some fun stuff here um okay. let's see let's see how you know how involved are you in strength work you know do you do a lot of that outside of your running or do you feel that's an area that you can improve upon or definitely yeah um i do i do a good bit of like personal kind of rehab and minor strengthening stuff for myself so um after my achilles injury um in college and kind of more recently um i've been trying to do a lot more of these calf eccentric calf raises just to strengthen those muscles in in that area um so that's one thing that i do for myself just kind of personally um Mm. and then at home i literally own one 25 pound dumbbell just one um all you need man yeah exactly (laughs) they are expensive way too expensive yeah i don't i don't get it but um yeah so i think that's one area that i could probably improve on quite a bit um but it's not something that i try to focus on too too much i think it's um a good supplement but it's never something that i'd want to try and like become sore from Mm, that mm. i can't work out the next day you know, I think right. that's kind of always the focus is just supplement um, and not take away from running aspect of it. Does yours kind of feel the same way about that? Yours is very pro building strength, 100%. Um, okay. So one thing that Pittsburgh Track Club has been doing is we're working with Novacare Rehabilitation. Um, and uh, we've kind of got a, a nice partnership going with them. They're great, great people. Um, and we go and lift with them. Um, every couple of weeks now too, um, usually every two weeks and definitely at least once a month. Um, but they've been giving us some great exercises to kind of do on our own just to build overall strength and stability uh, in all the core running muscles, which has been really great. Awesome. Uh, who's your favorite athlete? Do you have a favorite athlete? It, it doesn't have to be running, but I suppose you could do running. And if you had something else, you could say that too. Oh gosh, that's so tough. Hmm. There's a lot of pretty cool people out there. Yeah. I mean, I watched um, the 
Michael Jordan documentary. Um, and I'm totally blanking on what the, heck the name of that. Oh, Last was. Dance? Last Dance? Yeah, Last Dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. was converted after watching that. Um, yeah. I'm not honestly a huge basketball fan ever. Like, I don't really watch basketball a whole lot, but um, that definitely opened my eyes to the legend that is Michael Jordan. Um, and I get a lot of flack for this 100%, but Tom Brady, 1 million percent is a goat. Like, Tom Brady, okay. Yeah. Especially from, right. um, from being from Pittsburgh, he has tormented the Pittsburgh Steelers for a number of years. But um, yeah, I just, I love his mentality. I think kind of this underdog story that he really attached himself to was uh, just really cool to follow. Uh, being a Michigan guy too, uh, mm, I think it's really mm. easy for me to, to follow him up with. But yeah, I think he's really, really solid. Um, and if I had to pick a, a favorite runner, um, dude, I, I can't not appreciate Nick Willis's story. Oh, he's um, awesome. Yeah, another Michigan guy. Um, but yeah, an absolute legend in the sport and to break four minutes in a mile 20 years in a row is absolutely yeah disgusting. absolutely bonkers yeah. and he's broken for like 60s i forget the number it was something in the 60s um it's an absurd amount of times it's too many yeah. times a lot of time. a lot of those times too were like low 350 like yeah it wasn't just like barely breaking it it was like low 350 like half the time it's yeah, crazy exactly. i mean silver silver and a bronze in the olympics right i mean just an absolute tank uh, he's so, a cool yeah. guy too just he's really really nice i've got yeah, to run yeah. with him a couple of times you have uh, yeah going that's back very cool michigan um but yeah so it's uh, nick willis out there uh obviously get to run with mason every once in a while i've gone out to ann arbor and i've probably run with him like once or twice since i started coming here to pittsburgh mm-hmm. um and i know ben flanagan is actually coming back to ann arbor uh pretty soon too uh, and Ben is obviously just an absolute legend. He's a great guy. Um, but I go back and forth between Pittsburgh and Ann Arbor. That's where Sarah, my girlfriend, lives. Okay. Um, so every once in a while, if I'm out there, I like trying to shoot them a text and, and hop into some of their runs with them. Oh, man, that's awesome. You got their yeah. numbers. That's very cool. It's a Michigan connection, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. The best. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll close it out here. I'm just going to give you some... Uh, you know, I'm going to give you one or the other and you tell me which one you prefer. It's pretty simple. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So first of all, track or road? Roads. Okay. Um, indoor or outdoor track? Indoor. I might catch some heat for that. Indoor. Okay. You get, you know, is it 200 meter indoor or 300 meter? I don't know if you've even done a 300 meter. I have. It was pretty awesome, but. I've actually raced exclusively on 300 meter indoor tracks this season so far, which is really, crazy. yeah. My oh, first I didn't two know were 300 meter tracks. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I just think indoor is a really cool environment. It's just different from mm. outdoor. I love racing fast outdoor, but the environment indoor is different from anything else, obviously in, in, in running. So I like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, cross country or track cross country. Okay. Okay. Uh, another great vibe i just love the team atmosphere across country track yeah. always felt a little bit more individual but being with Definitely. the boys can't beat it agreed uh split shorts or half tights split shorts for me okay do you ever whip out the half tights oh yeah i okay. i i definitely have a couple pair um but it's usually when laundry is getting low that's when they start creeping into my rotation a little I bit see. More. that's how yeah. you tell that you don't like them as much 
Uh, <laughs> running hat or no hat? I've been wearing a hat recently, okay. so I gotta go hat. Okay, backwards or forwards? Forwards. 100%. <laughs> do you I'm ever uh, take it? Do you ever put it backwards in your, you know, on the last rep? Uh, I can't do it. It's not cool enough. <laughs> Sometimes 100%. people like do something like at or for the last rep, they feeling like it'll help them go faster, like rip off a shirt. Like yeah. my friend Patrick, like he'll throw his hat off in the last like lap of <laughs> of a rep. It's hilarious. Whatever gets you going, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tempos or speed work? Tempos, bread, butter. Okay. Okay. Even though it's also your most hated. Love to hate it. <laughs> uh, long runs or workouts? Workouts. Oh, that's tough. Mm. I like long runs, mm. but. But I you do the long run workout. workout sometimes, so you kind of get the best of both. That's the that's the correct answer. Long okay, run long run workouts. How many how many times do you do long run workouts? Out of curiosity. Um. Is it like a once we, a month type of thing, or? We'll try and shoot for like every other week usually, and okay. when we're, we're when we're in a marathon cycle. Um. Not a whole lot during 5K, 10K work. Um, but yeah, definitely in the marathon cycle, we'll, we'll mix those in. That's funny because yours told me not to do long run workouts when I when I showed him my, my training plan. <laughs> He's like, maybe, too much, it takes I'm too much time to recover. Me. I was like, um, oh, all right, fair enough. I took them all out. <laughs> maybe I'm letting out history secrets that I should. It's probably be. different though because marathon versus what I'm doing, which is train for like 5Ks. I think it's way different. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, half marathon or marathon? Oof. It's like picking which child is your favorite. <laughs> uh, marathon. I'll go the marathon. Okay. Okay. Could you see that changing? Um, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I, I really enjoy the half marathon, um, and I feel like it's a great distance for me. Um, but I feel like with the marathon being my major goal, I feel like I'll love it even more after mm, reaching mm, the goals that I want to kind of hit myself. So, okay. Gotcha. Um, I guess, okay. That one was on coaching. That's not relevant yet, even though you want to coach at some point. Definitely. I would love yeah. it. Okay. Would you rather coach an individual or a team when you first coach? Probably a team. I okay. like that atmosphere. I like working with a group and getting the dynamic of everybody and learning everybody's names and the ins and outs of everybody. I think that's the really cool part of being a, a big team coach. Do you have any team in particular you would want to coach? Would you want to go back to your uh, high school, be an assistant or, you know, you're just, you don't know. It's just... ah, I mean, it always sounds very uh, nostalgic and um, storybook-like to, to go back mm -hmm. to your your alma mater but no i don't think i'm tied to anywhere i think anywhere that, that would give me a chance uh to show uh what i could do with the program would be an awesome opportunity all right uh conservative racing or front running uh, i'm definitely more conservative i don't like to leave okay. until i have to okay like mid-pack wherever i'm safest I'm not gonna wherever step on any toes i got where were you where were you in akron uh sitting mostly near the back <laughs> okay okay gotcha um okay sunday long runs or saturday long runs you do sunday right saturday it's got really be. sunday is for recovery really? and relaxing i can't do it saturday gotta be the day but doesn't ptc do tuesday friday sunday um or has that changed that has changed hasn't it it depends on the uh we'll, okay. we'll shake it up but if if we do like a hard workout on Tuesday and Friday, 
Um, we'll just take an easy long run on Saturday. Um, okay. And then the following week, we do probably like a hard workout middle of the week and then a long run workout on Saturday. Okay, so you would do, you'll do only two workouts in the week, including the long run workout when you do those long run workouts. I've found that that works best for me, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much how we, how we like to work. Okay, cool. Um, and then lastly, training or racing? Training. It's got to be training. It's where the, money's, where the money's at. 100% build character, build yourself, learn about everything that you're capable of in training. Racing's the yeah. fun part. Racing is the fun part. I agree. Um, all right. I mean, that that's it. Uh, do you have any, you know, you might, I think you might've mentioned something earlier, but do you have any pieces of advice for runners looking to maybe take things to the next level being someone who's had a lot of success recently and, you know, has big aspirations? Oh, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I think the biggest thing is just kind of believing in yourself and, and betting on yourself. I think if you're willing to put in the work, um, I think, you're capable of a lot of different things. So just believe in yourself, stay committed to, you know, the road in front of you. And I think big things are coming. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, coming on, Colin. It was nice talking to you and I'm sure I'll see you sometime soon. I mean, I'm, I'm bound to come to a PTC practice eventually. Uh, we'd love to have you brother. Absolutely. Good luck with the rest of the season. Love to have you out for some runs. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Yeah. You too. Good luck. All right, brother. See you soon. See you, man. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Colin Martin. I personally really enjoyed our conversation and uh, I feel like I really got a lot out of it. Um, and I hope that you guys could say the same as well. Um, and, you know, if you did enjoy the podcast, uh, I would really appreciate you supporting it by uh, giving a rating to my podcast, All Things Running. You can do so on Spotify just by clicking on the star icon. Um, and yeah, I would really appreciate that. It'll just allow my podcast to, uh, grow quicker and then kind of expand more into the, uh, Spotify recommendations. So yeah, having said that, I hope you all have a good rest of your day and, uh, stay tuned for more podcasts to come.